When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. The only show in America, well, two shows in America, they're both ours. This one and Mackie and Judd, where we actually keep track of our predictions with statistics if you're wondering who's innovating in sports media these days, it's the idiots that put our failures in statistical form every week. Yes. Uh, so um, before we get into the predictions, before we get into Kevin O'Connell's quotes from yesterday at the NFL, is it the NFL owners meetings or the yeah. what are we calling them? League meetings. Owners. League meetings. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. We'll get to some interesting quotes from him, and I believe Mark Wilf also had a couple – Couple zingers in there. We can talk about um, the show is presented by our friends over at TCL, now an official partner of the National Football League, and uh, TCL brings you all kinds of great things here. In fact, they bring you um, the world's best-selling consumer electronics brand, a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL, and learn more at TCL.com. And as I'm shuffling all of my virtual papers to make sure we get the right sponsor reads in, the Surly Draft Party at Park Tavern is a green light officially. We're going to make Judd dislocate his shoulder one more time on this Wednesday. Go Go Surly. Go Surly. The Surly Draft Party at Park Tavern in St. Louis Park. It's the second annual April 27th at 6 p.m. Purple Daily. That's us will be in attendance streaming live on YouTube. We plan to have some giveaways and some other fun things. Uh, this will be indoors. Indoors. For those of you that grinded through the freezing rain last year as the Vikings traded back hey, 20 slots. Sorry. That was awesome. <laughs> that was on full screen. That, that was great. Hi. <laughs> um, it'll be at Park Tavern indoors at the 11th frame portion of uh, this awesome, awesome sports bar. And there's also a heated sort of outdoor patio tent with TVs for people if the weather does get weird and if uh, if there's just too many of you to fit in the 11th frame. So we're super pumped. We hope to see as many of you as possible at the Surly Draft Party at Park Tavern on April 27th at 6 p.m. So it's gonna be we just put Judd awesome on the full screen time. the whole time, actually. It's going to be an awesome time. Yeah, I could t- take you for a, a tour. Cribs, 
my wild bobbleheads over there, my North Stars pennant. That's a picture of Met Stadium. Your laundry basket last, is that to your right? You're at the Met. The laundry basket is here. That's a wild division banner right there hanging from that. I mean, there's a lot to see in this house. So in much this to room. see. So you just have your laundry basket in your office? Yeah, that's where I put my clothes in, in the morning. I go to the, to the basket and pick out some socks and so undershirts. And oh, wait, are, oh, so they're clean in the basket? Or are you just picking out dirty socks? From no, the- no, no. They're all clean. I do laundry constantly now. Okay. I do. Uh, yeah, I probably do a load a day right now. Yeah, you and Patrick Royce are like obsessive uh, laundry doers. I wear he, the same he, clothes he just a like, lot, though. Yeah. Well, you're, yeah. You're like Steve Jobs, you know. You wake up in the morning, you don't want to devote any thought to things that don't matter, so you just wear the same clothes, and you can innovate on uh, Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd, Judd's Hockey Show. I like that thought. That's a good one. I'll use it. So here's how this works. Three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns on this Purple Daily version. And listeners, if you want to be like Matt and participate yourself, you can send us a message through the Score North app. Send it to Declan specifically. Uh, he is the keeper of the schedule. I am the keeper of the statistics. But uh, we'll get you scheduled to make your appearance sometime in the next few weeks or the next couple months. So let's go through the accountabilities here, gentlemen. Not a lot here. Judd, you had nothing come off the board. Yeah, I had a couple things come off here. I said the, the Vikings would be linked to DJ Chark via a credible report of some kind he signed a really like it was like a five or six million dollar one-year deal mm-hmm. turns out he was coming off like i think it was an ankle surgery that we didn't know about okay I saw the report yesterday that it turned out he had some type of surgery that i'm sure impacted his value interesting though because he signs with the panthers and he fits the age range and some of the skill sets that the vikings would potentially be looking for and so i don't just Thought they might be in on him, but they weren't. Uh, it said Duke Shelley would get a contract extension with the Vikings. And they said, no thanks. Listeners, nothing came off the board. Declan had two things come off the board. We'll start with this controversy from last week. Judd and I were awfully presumptuous, thinking, well, yeah, Rogers basically said on the McAfee show, he said, "It's the, the trade is in the works. I'm planning on playing for the Jets, or however he phrased it. So Declan, so we initially dinged, or, uh, not dinged, but like gave Declan the incorrect buzzer here for saying Aaron Rodgers will not confirm he's being traded to the Jets on his McAfee appearance. Uh, Declan raised his hand and said, technically, if you read the words of this prediction, sorry, we'll put it up to the Purple Daily audience in the YouTube comments and Twitter comments. I would say 95% of people came rushing to Declan's defense Thank on you. this one. Thank you, Purple Daily. I knew I could count on you. And so this is correct. Thank you. But to Judd's point last week, it's kind of a it's kind of a shady prediction then. Like it's almost it's almost there's no way he was going to the Jets and the Packers weren't going to say, "All right, Aaron, you go on Pat McAfee and you be the one to confirm that the trade has happened," right? Well, Someone else was going to always confirm the actual done deal yeah, nature of this trade. So. He can't confirm it. We sh- we should have we should have been more alert. No, it's weird that. because uh, when I made this prediction, Phil's exact <laughs> words were, "This was going to be my prediction," and I sniped it right before him. So this would have been the controversy on Phil if it would have been the same well, thing. 
I don't know you that would I would have phrased it. Oh, okay. This, yep. yeah, oh, we should have. What is it? A backpedal? <laughs> is that a backpedal I hear? Interesting. No, we should have. We we should have flagged wind. this immediately. He can't confirm it. Gotcha. So it's our fault for mm. not. We mm. we should have forced you to change the verbiage, yeah. and we did. I think of like okay, is you know hindsight's twenty twenty. But if I were, because when I when I put my predictions down, I don't write them out verbatim. I just like have like sort of words and thoughts that trigger. And then I, whatever I say into the <laughs> microphone and Declan transcribes, I'm trying to think of what would I have said here? If, if, if I were the one that made this first, I think I would have said Aaron Rodgers will say that like he plans on going to the jets. I don't know. Can't go back and redo history. Yep. So Declan gets the point. I you guess. also get a point for saying the DC defenders would remain undefeated in the XFL. They did win. <laughs> to move to 6 and 0 last week. And so with that the listeners, we are uh about 2 months into the 2023 write that oh. down season. Listeners have not had an incorrect prediction yet. Wowzer. They also like to push things off into like the season, so yeah. There's not a lot of not a lot of attempts here, but the listeners are uh, hitting 100% on their completion percentage. Judd, you're at 66.7% with two touchdowns. I'm at 44%, no touchdowns. Declan at 35%, no touchdowns all time. Stats going back two and a half seasons. Judd, 35.5% completions, just ahead of Declan at 35.3%. I'm at 32.5% leading with 33 touchdowns. Listeners uh, behind in completion percentage, but second in touchdowns. So there you have it. There's your accountability session. Let's get guest listener predictor Matt in the room. If we could, I'll take this off the screen. Matt, what's going on, man? Are you at work right now? I am at work. It's uh, it's an honor and privilege to be here, gentlemen. Sports Dad, thanks for uh, for all your mentoring. Looking sharp. You're looking very sharp. I taught you well. You, you I did. always said you show up at work in that in a tie and a nice collar like I do, and you will be successful. So thanks for listening. John, wow. how many how many times in the last five years have you worn a tie? How many days? Well, there's that there's that one time in the uh, in the Livia promo. Yeah, yeah, that that's it. one. That's he's, one. he's exactly right. Probably a handful. <laughs> uh, Judd, you had you had one on at the Twins Diamond Awards, didn't you? With me at like a few months yep. ago with Royce. Okay. Yep. So that's yep. one. Declan's fiance is going to get you in a suit and tie again here real soon, right? That's right. That's right. Well, not that soon. Not that soon. Is there what? It, it, yeah, it's a, a little, little about a year, less than a year and a half out, and it's it's mid July. So Judd might go, you know, just full, full, uh, full open cut shirt. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> no. either. You know, all the way no, down I'll, to the chest. I'll, I'll wear a tie. Okay. I'll, I'll wear a tie. Okay. Clip on or a tie? Do you tie your own ties? Yes. You know what? It's very weird. I'm really good at it. Yeah. Me too. It's one of the it's only one of those, skill sets I have. But it's one that. of those things that I think you're born with because, like, it never took me long. It's not <laughs> like I learned to tie a tie from my dad and it took me 18 times, right? It's just one of those things where I just, I'm, te- I'm the Gretzky of tying. Judd well, ties it like a shoelace too, just like a giant yeah. floppy was, uh, tie shoelace. I was born with the God-given gift of tying ties. Fun fact: I, don't know how. I learned in uh, seventh, eighth grade on this platform on YouTube. That's how I learned how to tie a tie. I went on YouTube yeah. in like seventh grade because I needed to tie a tie. Figured it out. That's how I figured it out. Me too. YouTube's great for things. I think mm-hmm. that was like how people used YouTube ten or fifteen years ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, you would learn how to tie a tie, or you would watch like funny homemade videos. Like the protein shake muscle milk guy, right? From oh, I love that guy. The Jim Tan Laundry guy. Phil showed me that one. That was the greatest. That was from like 2007. 
Anyways, okay, let's. Break this yeah. down. Thanks, Matt. Sorry, a lot of my wardrobe has entirely derailed the show. <laughs> what is Matt? What is your background as a Vikings fan? I grew up in uh, outside of Minneapolis in Crystal, um, so like lifelong Minnesota sports fan. Really became a Vikings fan sometime in the like 1997 season. Yeah. I have this like weird memory of like a David Palmer punt or kick return as like my first like real Vikings memory. But so, you know, just right in time for the 98 season, um, you know, to, to get all built up and then get my heart ripped out. You know, not to, not to clown on fans that became fans in 98 or in 2009, but you know, there's a little bit of a bandwagony nature to, you know, it took you until the 98 season to jump on board. The real like, sort of deep track hardcore fans are the ones that became fans in the obscure seasons, like 97, right? Yeah. You know, I became a Vikings fan in 93. I remember Jim McMahon yeah. throwing passes <laughs> behind that, that uh, tinted face mask. You know, that's how you know. Those I was the real ones. I, I was 78, which is really like, that's right after the Super Bowls. You talk about going into a, just a, a, a ball of mediocrity because it was never yes. bad. But my God, like Tarkington, my first game at the Met was Tarkington's last game. You talk about bad timing. I literally <laughs> signed up for the last game of the only franchise quarterback in, in the history of the Vikings. The party has cleared out of the bar and Judd's yeah. like, I'm here. I'm here, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. Who wants to party? Going. Let's get going. <laughs> They're like, oh, now we're good. Alan Page is leaving. Tarkington's leaving. My, so, my all right. first love was the Twins, and I think it was their, like, decrepit like, stretch in the 90s that finally yep. forced me to. <laughs> to that to, was to, me with Twins, too. Like, I, I vaguely remember, I do remember going into, like, first grade class and the newspaper clippings, and I remember Dan Gladden stomping on home plate for the win in 91. I think but, you and I are, like, the same age. Yeah, so we entered, like, 1992. Here we are. All right, we're Twins fans now. This is great. And then nothing for 10 years. <laughs> Who wants to party? Rich Becker. Yes. Pat Mears. Scott Stahoviak. This is going to be great. My dad, my, like my favorite player was Pedro Munoz for a, a portion of the, or Munoz, Munoz, right? Yeah. My, my dad's my, like this poor kid. My baseball card collection has not been touched since like 1993. It's still like in my mom's basement somewhere. <laughs> There's some gems in there, man. Early nineties. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some good rookie cards. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So here's a, we should probably get to the predictions here. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All sorry. right. Matt, Judd, Declan, and then uh, back to me. Three trips around the room. They must be football or show related in some form. So, Matt, why don't you go ahead? Write this down. I was really tempted to make a prediction related to Declan's beard, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> stick with the Vikings. Um. So write this down. With their first three selections in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Vikings will select in no particular order, a wide receiver, cornerback, and defensive lineman. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. I like it. I think the specificity there, too, in the it's, it's basically touchdown. a parlay. Yeah. So that's a touchdown if that happens. Write this down. Yes. Yep. All right, Judley. All right. I'm going to uh, open the can of worms for schedule prediction, which is going to, I believe the schedule now comes out in May. It used to be. It used to be right, I think, before the draft, but now it is in May. The Vikings will open the 2023 season in Denver. Hmm. So the Vikings' hmm. first game will be in Denver against Sean Payton, Broncos country, Russell Wilson. That's right. Interesting. Is this purely speculative, or do you have, like, schedule have sources zero, that you're... No, no. I've been trying to do the math, though, and one is 
as of late, it seems like they, they go home road, home road, and they obviously opened, I think, against the Packers, right, last season. And the other thing is um, I'm taking them out of conference, and that might be, this is off the record, it might be a primetime game because Sean Payton and then a good Vikings team, yeah. I think might tempt the, tempt oh. the uh, primetime gods. Did they get rid of the two Monday night games on week one, or is that still a thing? I thought – they may have I think they got I that. think they got I think they got rid of it but didn't they add another yeah. primetime game yeah. so so what anyway. do we have we have, for week 1 primetime they're not going to get the Thursday one no, we have not. we have a Thursday we still have a Thursday Sunday and at least a Monday right yeah maybe two Mondays yes okay that's right write this down all right write this write this one down i was talking with uh talking about this with realistic randy on monday so i'm going to put this into a prediction form the Vikings will sign or acquire a veteran offensive lineman between now and June 1st. A veteran offensive lineman meaning he has 40 starts in his NFL career. Whoa. I think they're going to bring in some competition at the interior guard spots. And they're going to bring in okay. someone who has 40 starts, whether that's a sign or a trade, uh, between now and June 1st. Write it down. Interesting. Who is – do Do we know – there's, there's still a couple guards out there, I think. Uh, Dalton Risner, I believe, in Denver. He's still out there. He has a bunch of starts. Um, he could be someone they could bring in. He's still a free agent. Or they maybe trade someone. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just make a swap on draft day. Everyone keeps talking about Ezra Cleveland. You know, Maybe you want to move on from him. I see reckless uh, Twitter and Reddit speculation on that one. Maybe you move I think on Phil from him. Phil started that, Dex. Yeah, the veteran. Well, we're, we're innovators here. That's we true. are. I think Phil started the Ezra Cleveland trade. But that's first, first they laugh, and then they no, and Then, then they, they aggregate. Realize, oh, okay. <laughs> first they laugh, and then they aggregate. <laughs> Much and then they steal. <laughs> don't, aggregators, don't, don't listen to this. Okay, write this down. So you guys probably saw at the, the league meetings here, all the coaches are doing their little, like, They'll just sit at a breakfast table and they'll talk, whatever. So Brian and, and the GMs are doing press conferences. So Brian Gutekunst finally had his chance to respond publicly to Aaron Rodgers, and he basically said, oh, guy wouldn't call us back. Try getting a hold of him. We were looking forward to those conversations, but he's just kind of a tough guy to get a hold of is what the Packers are saying. Yeah, well, the guy goes on darkness retreats for a week uh, without his phone. So write this down. Aaron Rodgers will clap back at Brian Gutekunst and the Packers sometime before the end of April. I don't know if he's going to go back on the McAfee show or whatever he's going to do, but uh, Aaron Rodgers will not stand for not being able to get the final authoritative word on the subject. So he will clap back sometime before the end of April. Is there a certain uh, path that he has to go down? So, like, if he gets on and says... I. It's not true, but I don't want to talk about it more. It's like, very it's, subjective. I'll let you guys. I'll present what I think is. Okay. If it's not obvious, I'll present it to you. And I'm you just guys very can, sensitive can now towards this Rogers, the, the momentum that's been gained about just throwing out nebulous things that Aaron <laughs> might do. Because certain people have worked the system. Don't want to name names. Great job, Matt. Today. I mean, I'm, doing a great I'm just, job. I'm just, no, I'm just letting Dex if Dex wants to respond. No, no, no he doesn't want to clap. No, back. I'm he's good. Not, I got my. No, he's not. Okay. Yep. I'm he's fine. not clapping back. Nope. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. All right. All right. Back to Matt for your second prediction Break here. This down. In the vein of like 1998 therapy, uh, write this down. The Vikings will sign at least one undrafted free agent kicker 
who will go on to place Greg Joseph kicker by game one of the 2023 season. Mm. Okay. I, so, and Joseph will be cut. He won't be like the reserve. Uh-huh. Right there. Okay. So all of this, so they're going to sign a free agent kicker and that kicker will replace Undrafted. Greg Joseph as the starting kicker for week one, right? Okay. Yes. Interesting. So you're predicting pretty much what what happened with the punting competition last training camp, where it's going to be like, this guy's got no chance. And then the next thing you know, he actually makes a team and they cut the incumbent. And he becomes one of the fan favorite players on the entire roster and everyone loves him. Write it down. You like writing things down. Because he's a a big punter. There's nothing like a punter that looks like he could have punted in 1965 (laughs) and looks like he should smoke. I don't, he doesn't, but he, but that dude, Ryan Wright looks like he should smoke. Okay, is Ryan Wright bigger than, like, I think he's one of the top 10 heaviest players. If you take away offensive and defensive linemen, I think he's heavier than, like, Brian Asamoah, right? He's a big boy. Oh, God, yeah, and he's in much. Oh, Judd's, uh, time for Judd to, uh, yeah, <laughs> to get, get, get down to and pray for, pray for a wild uh, playoff run. Where did that come? That was nice. I think it was Matt. I think it's <laughs> Matt. That's, Matt, that's Matt, the that's... battle of my school. Oh, so we oh. have to go fast here. You got? Do you have students no, no, no. coming in here? I got. I got another half hour. I'm good. Oh, well, stretch it out. God, okay. Yeah. God <laughs> bless you. You're a teacher. What? Well, you you just figured profession. that out now. I could, I didn't know if it was a lunchroom or something like it is a workplace. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> you mean the the rows the of ta- the, the, the rows the rows of tables <laughs> with, all facing in one direction with a whiteboard and he could be a Vikings employee for all we know. <laughs> We, he, he's he in the Vikings war room right now. This innovative room that has tables we don't know and chairs all and the Analytics people that work for this team. This Wait, can you go? Okay, fan. can you go wide on Matt here, Dax? I just want to yeah. see. Like, is it, it? What what room could this be other than a student? I, it could be a break room. room. It could be a lunch room. You even have like the projector screen hanging over the whiteboard that you pull oh, down. I didn't even for, see that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> with the map. There's a map on the wall, no. dude. I mean, come yeah. on. I'm not being that observant about it. Anyway, I thanked him for being a teacher. I think that is a very nice oh thing to God. do. Appreciate it. Thank you. Incredible. Those are tough jobs. <laughs> All right, then we're back. Are we back to Declan here? I don't yeah, even know. Uh, no, Judd. it's me. Judd? It's okay, me. go ahead, Judd. Um, I thought I would have put this on the record by now, but I haven't. So the Colts will acquire Lamar Jackson. Oh. oh. Lamar Jackson will end up being a Colt. I think uh, that, would, that, that would make some sense. Makes some sense. I don't think anyone's going to sign him to an offer sheet until after the uh, draft. So I think the Colts will make their pick, won't be a quarterback, and then they will sign Lamar Jackson. Mm. Isn't there also a scenario where they could a trade could be forced without the offer sheet being signed for less, like for less than two yes. first round picks? Yes, yes, the Colts could trade him, or or I think the I or I'm sorry, I think the Ravens want more than that. I think the Ravens want the Russell Wilson price, which is like two first-round picks oh in the second. Yeah, amazing. So it could be more. Amazing. All right, Dex. All right, next prediction for me. I'm going to make a prediction in the division. Write this down. The Lions will take a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft. Mm. I think they're going to find Jared Goff's successor. They'll sit behind Jared Goff, most likely to start the season, obviously. Uh, but the Lions, man, Campbell will take a stab at a quarterback in the first round. Of this year's draft, write it down. All right, write this down. All right, I'm gonna. I don't do this very often. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a projection here, a, a prediction for far out in the future. There was a subject that came up this week. So this is the week where they go through and talk about rule changes. You know, what might they implement for this week? Teams can submit. Like one of the things that should be a no brainer that got shot down is 
roughing the passer penalty should be reviewable, right? It wouldn't it wouldn't create extra reviews. It would just be you can use your challenge flag on a roughing the passer penalty. And the league apparently shot that down because we're going to just have referees that think they saw something, you know, throw a 15-yard penalty flag uh, that changes the game. But anyways, one of the ideas that keeps getting kicked around, and the XFL has implemented it, is that uh, the NFL may at some point replace the onside kick with a different solution. This is the Chris Long, Phil Mackey theory from like eight or nine years ago, our friend Chris Long at Channel 5. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, like, what, could, you, could you come up with a play of some kind that equals the odds of an onside kick being successful? And we were like, it would be like a, basically a forced fourth and down, or a, a, a forced uh, fourth down, like a fourth and 15 yep. or a fourth and 20. I think the XFL does fourth and 15. So that's being tabled for now, but talked about in the NFL. So here's my prediction. The NFL will replace the onside kick with a different solution by week one of the 2025 season. It will happen. The onside okay. kick is boring. It's anticlimactic. Let let a team score a touchdown and then run a fourth and 18 play to get the ball back. How much more exciting would that be? I think uh, Seifert, hope. Seifert said that they want the NFL wanted it to be like 14% as an onside kick, onside kick having a conversion rate. Last year, it was 4. 4% yeah. of onside kick resulted in, in the other team getting the ball, basically. So yeah. it's absurd. That's, they need to replace it. It's dumb. Yeah, It's like, like the NBA decided, we're going to make games more interesting. If you call a timeout in the last two minutes, you can advance the ball past half court. So if... If there's .4 seconds left, you can still get a shot off, and it makes the game more fun. Break this down. You can kind of do the same thing with the NFL. So, all right, Matt, what's your third and final prediction, sir? For my third and final prediction, write this down. The Vikings will finish no higher than the fourth seed in the NFC next season, but they will win at least one playoff game. Oh, okay. I like it. No higher than fourth, but so basically they'll be better without – Having a better record is kind of what you're saying, right? I, I wanted to say, or I was tempted to say they'd be a wild card team, but I, I just can't put money on Detroit, Chicago, or Green Bay. So, yeah, that's fair. Very, that's fair. Well, there he is, Matt, our guest listener, predictor here. Um, since you've got this life-changing platform, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that got you to this pinnacle moment, Matt? Well, I, I lost my dad last year. I want to dedicate this, uh, this appearance to him. Uh, and, and, and thank him and my uncles and my uh, uh, one of my best friends, Adam, you know, misery loves company. And, and much of what makes Viking fandom great is the is the camaraderie and the togetherness. So um, thanks to them. Awesome, man. Great Good stuff, stuff, Matt. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. Classing up the show. <laughs> it needs it. <laughs> All right. Bye, Matt. Thanks, we'll see Matt. you, Matt. You guys have a great I want Judd to do a pecking order of the top 10 places he thought Matt was sitting in that, I thought aren't, it was a lunch a, room. that aren't a school room. I didn't look up at the projector thing, and I, I thought it was just like a lunchroom. I thought it was like a break room. I did. <laughs> they I, should, I, they I, should make lunchrooms where like it's just long tables and people sit on the same side, and they just turn to their left and their right, and they talk to each other. I guess in I'm, some bars, like yeah, what's that, that, say, that yeah, new yeah, Bohemia yeah. place? Yeah, uh, exactly the, right. But that's because there's TVs and stuff. Yeah, what... What's the bar or what, what's the restaurant now where it's you go up and order your food? It's it's an uptown and there's tables like that and and it's just a community thing. Uh, like not uptown market. Um, 
like on near each street is that what you're talking like the global market that area hmm. no 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 it's uh not too far it's on hennepin it's well, off of Hen- i mean young joni's kind of like like they got you know yeah. long tables yeah, that are so, kind of like yeah. that where everyone's just kind of congregating I was not looking at the ceiling. I saw the whiteboard, and I mean, it could have been a draft board. So that's all. You know, if we find out that Matt is an analytics darling of Quasi and had to sort of hide him, hide what he was doing, I'm going to look very good eventually. You know, I think maybe what we could do is we could just put a bunch of put a bunch of people in there with their athletic greens AG1. They could all just sit and oh, feel good. Sit elbow to elbow. Uh, AG1 is like. A nutritional insurance blast to start your day. One scoop mixed with a bottle of water, you got your full allotment of nutrients for the day. We're talking 75 high-quality ingredients that give you, or me in this case, I guess, important daily nutrients. And, you know, it's especially helpful when you're dragging a little bit like I have with this, whatever this head cold is that uh, I think Judd gave us last week. Thank you. Um AG1 has been has been huge. Brain fog lifted, energy levels heightened, helps with my gut health. And uh, just feel dialed in and ready to unleash the take. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Check it out and uh, let me know what your experience is like. I'd be curious to hear uh, from from anyone who goes down the path of AG1. All right, we got one more lap here. Joe, what's your third and final prediction? So uh, among the things that the National Football League has approved at these meetings, I saw this yesterday, is that a player players who aren't, I think, offensive or defensive linemen can now wear the number zero. So the number zero, which I think is, I don't know if it's popular in college, but certainly gets worn. Uh, it was not allowed in the National Football League until now, so write this down. A receiver. A receiver will wear zero for the Vikings next season. Okay. So a receiver. So I don't think, I I don't know. I think receivers like it because it's sort of eccentric. It is. Uh, Paris Campbell just announced he's wearing number zero for the Giants, by the way. Yeah. So I'm going with a Vikings receiver will wear that number. Like a current receiver or like just any uh, draft? Just just a receiver. Got it. Yeah. Just a receiver. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, last one for me. Go to the XFL, Well, Write this down. Ben DiNucci and Alex McCarron will accumulate at least six touchdowns this week in the XFL. They will combine in their passing and rushing. They will have six touchdowns this week in the XFL. So whether one gets four and one gets two, I don't care how it happens, but they will accumulate six touchdowns. That's Ben DiNucci and Alex McCarron. Alex McCarron or uh, AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron. Oh, sorry, oh, okay. that's wrong. I was like, sorry, that's wrong. I was like, I don't know who. I was like, I've, I don't AJ watch McCarron, a lot of XFL. My but, bad. Okay, yeah, AJ. I haven't written down him as AJ. I, maybe should, I have maybe no I should just I, said Alex. I should have just not said anything. I haven't written down as would, Alex, but then but, you would have cut and pasted it as AJ anyways. I mean, I'm looking at it. I don't know why and then you would have thrown it out to the audience. <laughs> And the audience would have been like, give it away to Declan. And then we would have been Dude, like, oh, every, it is ridiculous. Oh, every time there's any sort of controversy surrounding a Declan pick, oh, Mackie and Judd are just ganging up on Declan. No. I don't know. Maybe Declan should be more clear with his Aaron Rodgers predictions. That's what I think. I was pretty clear with it, and the listeners agreed. Yeah, yeah the listeners agreed because they like you more. It's, it's, it's almost, it's almost <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
There's a good <laughs> portion of those Purple Dealy comments that what does the guy on the left do? He doesn't add any value. He's a parrot to Mackie and like that doesn't mean they don't like. They you. just don't understand you. That's they don't what. understand your role. They they actively dislike us. Some of them do, not all of you. Because I love <laughs> those of you who like us. Um, okay, write this down. I'm gonna say write this down. The Vikings. What do they have? Five draft picks right now. I think Trader Quay. You thought Trader Rick was loved his ten picks. Somehow Quasi will make at least. 10 selections in the 2023 draft. Is that a a touchdown? Yes. Okay. Going to double the the picks. They're going to make at least 10. I think they know that the cupboards are a little little bare, right? I mean, they basically wiped out, was it the 2021 class? That's a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Home run. By the way, the A and A.J. McCarron, I was thinking maybe it is Alex. Uh, It's Anthony. His name is Raymond Anthony McCarron Jr. I don't know where the J. Oh, the J is Junior, so he's AJ. Man, Royce would Anthony have a Jr. field day with that type of name right there. So it's his middle name. His middle name Junior. I. It's very kind. Very. Was Was Danucci the Cowboys quarterback a couple yes. years ago? Yes, yes. Danucci. Yes, he was. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, do you guys want to fly through here with me? Some of KOC and Mark Wilf's answers to questions from yesterday. There's not a lot of revolutionary stuff here, but you can read between the lines on some of this. So this is kind of a just informal KOC at a table, bunch of media members kind of lobbing questions, local people, national people. And so he was asked about Kirk Cousins set to play out the final year of his contract. Quote, I'm just excited for year two for him in this offseason. My goal is for 2023 to be one of the best seasons of his career. And when that happens, it's going to be a great thing for the Vikings. End quote. Yes. Um, I think that's very clear. They are going to run it back with Kirk. Not the entire team, obviously. But they are going to run it back with Kirk one more time. I think the internal feeling is very simple. If Kirk wins a Super Bowl, we'll probably re-sign him for a lot. And it, and if we lose in the first round, we're going to move on. But, I mean, don't you think that without them coming out and just, say, you know, hammering us over the head with the exact thought process, don't you think that they are as in love with the thought of finding a young quarterback who is who basically alleviates the salary cap problems as we are? Well, that's a good segue because somebody asked him another question about it was, uh, I think it was a question about sort of, uh, well, it was about quarterback contracts. 
And he kind of like motioned to the Eagles table where like Jalen Hurts was obviously a second round draft pick. He said, it's clear the benefits of drafting one and having those four years of that player on that scale that allows you to build a roster around those players. It's been an advantage since the rules kind of changed. So if you remember, like I think Sam Bradford's draft might have been the last one where there weren't slots for these players. So Sam Bradford gets drafted number one overall, and it's just some crazy, ridiculous. He's making more than a lot of veterans in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then the league came in, or I, I, and this was collectively bargained, but they collectively bargained, hey, rookies got to pay your dues. You're going to make less money. Yeah. Let's devote more money to veterans, less money to Sam Bradford within the salary cap, and make it easier so there's not holdouts at training camp and stuff like that. So, uh, so even, you know, I, he wasn't like, saying directly, boy, we wish we had a rookie-scale quarterback instead of Kirk Cousins. He wasn't answering it that way. But it's interesting. This is the first time KOC has himself acknowledged the benefits of drafting and developing your own guy for cheap. And I believe the genius of that uh, question, because I watched the entire thing, the genius of the question was it didn't pertain to the Vikings or Kirk. Somebody came over and asked about, because what, what this is, is it's a breakfast where the coaches sit at a table with a microphone and talk, and a lot of people, or a, a lot of, Writers will go from table to table to table, accumulating quotes for like future stories. And so they'll just do a drive by, stop and ask uh, KOC a question and leave. And so this is what that was. It wasn't, this was not a Kirk question. This had nothing to do with the Vikings. It was basically a what's your observation of, I forget the team. It was somebody that just got a quarterback though. And so he actually gave a really good, truthful response because he wasn't being like, would you like to draft one? Uh, but anyway, it, it got a really interesting and truthful and I think factually very sound. Like, that's a good answer. He What he said, there's nothing to debate there. You're right, though. If if the question had been phrased, hey, you're paying Kirk all this money. Yeah, wouldn't have gotten that. Wouldn't it be better if this? He's not going to say, yeah, it really would be better. <laughs> you know, he would just shoot it down. Yep. So bravo to whoever drove by and and asked that question the way that they did. Who was it? I forget. Okay. Okay, now um, this is about the wide receivers here. So Kevin O'Connell sharing his thoughts with the media regarding uh, the departure of Adam Thielen and the current wide receiver room. Quote, always a great starting point when you mention Justin Jefferson. He'll be our number one. He'll always be our guy that we're trying to build a passing game around. What about K.J. Osborne? Quote, the versatility he has and really how he understands He's a really smart player, understands how he pairs with Justin in trying to beat some of that coverage that Justin tends to see. I don't know if that says anything about Thielen, or, but I think just highlighting the fact that K.J. Osborne understands how he pairs with Justin and trying to beat some of that coverage, I thought that was interesting. Good that compliment. Was, and that question was sort of, um, it was, I don't believe it was from a local reporter, but the question was about K.J. and it was it was basically like hey you've got him blah 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 and it appeared that the question might have been somebody who was a little bit confused about the fact that KJ has about as much a chance of being the second receiver as I do and so he paid a compliment to him uh but yeah that was again that was not like a leading question on on like who is going to be your second receiver it was basically what does KJ break and then uh, what about what about the other guys the Jalens Jalen Rager and Jalen Naylor, quote, excited for a guy like Jalen Naylor and Jalen Rager to get a chance to really compete and have the ability in year two to play multiple spots and handle that, which is really, really important. 
to me, that was sort of a, yeah, I don't want to crap on Jalen Rager. He, he doesn't know what route he's running yeah, half the time. And didn't work out. Jalen Naylor is nice in garbage time uh, when Nick Mullins is throwing him the ball, but we're not like leaning on him to this point. So he's, you know, he's going to, he's going to prop these guys up, but um, they're going to add someone to this mix. Just depends oh, God, on, yeah. is it a first round pick? Is it, there's really not much unless Odell Beckham Jr. becomes a thing, but I just can't see them with everything they've done to get rid of veterans. I can't see them signing a 29 year old for $15 million a year. So, nope, I agree. I, I think that's why they're almost certainly going to draft one. And yeah. I mean, you know what? You could get, if, if you get enough picks, if, if, to your point about 10 picks might be a lot, but if you get enough picks, you could certainly draft one and develop that player. And th- that player with the next quarterback could step in and be effective if it's not a first round receiver. And then this is a this is a summation from the Athletic on Mark Wilf. Mark Wilf, I think, did some sort of session. I yep. did not. I did not see this one. I did see the KOC one. But uh, Mark Wilf's confidence in the Quasi KOC pairing is clear. He commended the two men for their impact. Quote. They were really deliberate in how they transformed the building, Wilf said. And I think every person, from the players to the coaches to the staff, felt that energy. Mark Wilf called 2022 very rewarding. It was the type of season that cemented his family's investment. As for the future, Wilf said his family looks forward to continuing in this role for a long time. Uh, The ultimate goal for the years to come beyond hosting an NFL draft in the Twin Cities at some point remains crystal clear to win a Super Bowl. I think... Calling 2022 very rewarding kind of validates everything we've been talking about, which is they thought bringing in new leadership with roughly the same roster would result in better results. And they and they were right. Mm-hmm. They were right. And I think, you know, Quasi and KOC then proved, okay, we could take this ball of clay and we can mold it into something better. Now let us have whatever balls of clay we want going forward, right? And that'll be the interesting thing now that they kind of proved – Okay, we're not going to blow this whole thing up right away. Let's be deliberate, as Mark said. But at some point, you're going to have to make some major changes, and now they've started to. Thielen, Kendricks, right? There's all these departures. And I think that year two is going to be really interesting from a culture standpoint because Kwesi and O'Connell especially did a great job, but the reality is this. He was replacing Zimmer and Spielman, who weren't exactly Mr. Mr. and Mr. Personable, right? So what I'm curious about now is now you've made some tough cuts. Now you've jettisoned some people from uh, the locker room that were considered cornerstones. So like, what's this like now? Because they're not going to be as much the good guy. Like now, now the business standpoint of things is just really, really clear. And so this is where I'm sort of curious to see what's the next step. I do think that Quasi is going to have to be the bad guy to a certain degree. Because it does, it does O'Connell no good to be the, the bad guy because he's the guy the players have to trust. Uh, but there is going to be an interesting corner that's going to be turned now as far as that culture goes and as far as the thought process about those two goes. Yep, yep. At least you, you now feel like at least for the next few years you've got your GM and your coach in place. I know a lot of people are going to say, I don't know about Quasey, he kind of whiffed on that draft. I don't think you can say he whiffed on that draft last year for at least another 12 months. I need, I need to I see or that. 10 months. You know, let's see the season right. play out. Now, the Chiefs did the opposite. They drafted six or seven players that immediately made an impact on a championship team. It would have been nice if, like, two of the Vikings rookies could have done the same thing. But but Quasi deserves at least a three-year window to, to put this thing together. I think it's very fair to be impressed with year one. 
And also, though, to, to have, have learned a little bit from 2019 with the Twins, which is sometimes we, we get too enthralled. Mm-hmm. You know, Rocco Baldelli, unbelievable job. And he did a great job in 2019. I think, you know, speaking for the entire show, I think we probably feel much different about Rocco today than, than we did then. But that doesn't mean that what Baldelli did with the Twins in 2019 or what O'Connell and Quazy did with the Vikings in 2022 wasn't impressive. But to a certain degree, it has to play out because time time definitely can change things. Yeah. So that's kind of the, you know, nothing super controversial out of these media appearances at the uh, the league meetings by Mark Wilf and by KOC, but just a couple little interesting nuggets here and there. And um, we'll keep an eye on the Zadaria Smith and, and Delvin Cook situations that maybe they just take a while to play out at this point. And don't forget the Surly Draft Party at Park Tavern, April 27th, 6 o'clock, Purple Daily, podcasting live and streaming live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We hope to see as many of you there as uh, as we can, and we're looking forward to it. So that's a wrap. Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. We'll see you tomorrow.